This podcast is brought to you by High Five Tom, a proud family member of Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. And honored to be part of The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of The Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. Revelry with Will and High Five Tom. What up, High Fivers? It's your boy, High Five Tom. And uh, per the usual, I've got my very good uh, friend here uh, on the other side of the country. Or he may be in the middle of the country. I'm not really sure. Uh, but I've got my good friend here, the co-host, uh, Mr. Willer Utah. Willer, how are you this evening? You know, Tom, I'm just happy to be the, the popular part of this faction. But, uh, you know, I do have my following. I can't say it either. But uh, I just want everybody to know what you thought as a man people. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was that was pretty funny. So, yeah, uh, Will's obviously got a new gimmick here. Um, so we're definitely going to run with that. So. You know, it's pretty awesome. But uh, other than that, obviously, we talked for a good half an hour pre-production. But how's your week been, Will? It's been a lot of things. Not a whole lot wrestling-related. It's kind of some kind of topical stuff. The the New Hampshire mass-based company up my way, WFA. Caleb Seltzer is a uh, big hand in producing, putting that together. And uh, Joe Dombrowski, who has done commentary for Ring of Honor, is also the, uh, the full-time commentator up here now. So a little, little 2013 ROH and the 2023 NH. That's awesome. So, yeah, if you could get a kill, you know, I mean, if you want to reach out, you know, it'd be cool to get Caleb Seltzer on, on the podcast. I, really. I, I, now that they're kind of like they've got some more shows going, I would be down though again and, and see like how the shows are like. I'm a little, I'm a little surprised that Malonis didn't get the heavyweight title, but uh, it's a fellow named Moshpit won the won the strap. That's He's pretty awesome. The, the heavyweight champion. Hmm. So, See, I mean, as far as outsider wrestling, I am I am like many people, uh, ranting, raving, and reveling that uh, Daniel Warren Johnson is officially writing the new run of Transformers comics that comes out this October. Wow, the dude has been draw. He draws Optimus Prime all the time. Like it's like one of his favorite things to draw. He gets it commissioned to draw it a lot, and like. Really good at it, so a lot of us are very excited 
part of the Wizards Discord know that uh, we, we kind of chatted about that Transformers license for the comics being kind of grabs and like who is gonna who's gonna wind up with it and who's gonna be writing it. A lot of them are like fingers crossed for Daniel Warren Johnson. Let's get our hopes up because that would be like the like what's what everybody wanted. That's what everybody was hoping for. Fingers crossed, and here it is announced today. Wow, it's official, huh? It's official. Yeah, that's a big get. So that's that's good for him. Obviously, it's great for him. So he's, he's had a hell of a year. I mean, do a powerbomb trade paperback came out. He's gonna be writing Transformers. He did some artwork for the horrendous album and some of their merch. Horrendous, nice. great metal band, by the way. People are into death metal. It is. I'm not into death metal anymore, but it is the kind of metal that listen. Like with a name like horrendous, you think that would be? Um, I'm surprised that name isn't taken already. It's like sometimes you hear these names. It's like, how is that the first time someone's called been called that? Or, been called that, so horrendous is a dope name, so it's not scissor fight, but what the fuck is so it's it's no scissor fight. That might still be my favorite name of a band, so I need to I need to track down some scissor fight one of these days, so great band. You know, maybe a little, maybe a little such tour again, probably not. Maybe if they do they hit the Midwest. I go to Chicago to see him, so. Maybe a little sister fight does Milwaukee. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, we, well, I mean, Milwaukee Metal Fest was, was, has been and was here, so. Oh, they, they announced New England Hardcore Metal Fest is back. What a. Not going to lie. Really disappointed in that lineup. Not. I hemmed and hawed about, like, ooh, maybe I'll go. And then I saw that lineup. I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> Shit, I didn't even see the announcement for that. It was one of those lives too where a lot of people were sharing a flyer around, right? But the actual doing the hardcore metal fest page and website don't have this flyer up. So it was like, so where did people get this from? But like bands are sharing it now and stuff like that. So I'm like, all right. They've announced like VIP packages and shit, and it's like I wouldn't mind seeing, but like, I'm not going to shill out where many dogs it's going to be. Like, I, like, I really like Ringworm, but Ringworm's only going to play for like 10 minutes. I'd rather wait for Ringworm to just do a tour and I go see Ringworm. Mm, yeah. Well, Hate Breed, so that's cool. Lamb of God, Shadows Fall. Wait, Hate Breed? That, cause, and that's the other thing is a bunch of tour packages, right? So there's a lot of band when people saw it, it's like, oh, so their mastic just got moved to be part of this instead of a standalone show. Because Hatebreed, Hatebreed, Vane, and Terror are on a tour that moves back up for Metfest. Okay. Yeah, because Hunter Demons is playing that night, Black Dahlia Murder. I love Terror. Terror's probably like my second or third favorite band, so. 
Well, oh, hate breed and terror, hate breed and terror are going on tour, Tom. Maybe they come to a stop near you. Yeah, it'd be interesting considering you know Justin was just here for well, they were both just here for Metal Fest. So, God, I can't believe I missed it. But they did an uh, their last tour, they did an off night show with God's Hate in fucking Milwaukee. Well, actually, Cudahy, Wisconsin. But oh well, life's hard to be harder. Tom. I love that shirt. So, so that's 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 more than enough about me. The the true pure champion, Willer mm-hmm. Utah, or Willer Utah, as a, as it's officially so. Uh, what is up with you, Mossbot? Ah, uh, you know it's been a, it's been a solid week. Well, shit, they are playing Milwaukee, Wisconsin, September seventh. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's been a good week. Listen, work's just been weird. Um, yeah, I mean, there's enough of that, but I did, uh, finally record a new episode of showcases of the high five Tom with a former semi guest, my good friend, Mr. Uh, Ed Christ, uh, the bald skull, uh, skull duggery on the Facebook. Uh, his initials are actually tattooed on the back of my leg. Uh, but we reviewed the 1992 glam rock classic want some by roxy blue um a tape that i got from columbia house in 1992 and i had never listened to um and it had been talked about a bunch i guess one of the guys in the band actually started the band saliva um but i know a couple of members of the band have been kind of bumming around lately so uh, i was a good time but yeah other than that just kind of keeping the nose in the grindstone uh I am starting my review, so I, at least I've, uh, anyone that listened to the Phoenix, uh, my uh, episode of, when I appeared on the Phoenix Splash, Pod, Splash podcast, uh, I am uh, going back and watching New Japan starting from Windy City uh, Riot 2022, uh, so the first event is Dontaku from 2022, and I'm working my way back up, so basically I'm watching all New Japan stuff from Dontaku to Dontaku, basically, so... Um, after watching uh, Best of the Super Juniors, I'm definitely kind of hooked at this point. So, hell yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Other than that, just uh, kicking ass. I said, yeah, my uh, my six sister in laws are going to be here next week, so that's going to be an, an adventure. So for our our little uh, little apartment building, but yeah, looking forward to it. So uh, summer's kind of here. Turn the air conditioner off. We are definitely getting into summer, but. Uh, it's been a cool spell. Like I said, we had a high of 59 on Sunday. It's uh, it's raining nonstop, really. Like it's raining daily. The last, last couple of days, the forecast is 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 rain storms. Yeah, we definitely needed rain, but so yeah. Other than that, just uh, you know, kicking by. I haven't seen you know, Faith and I went and saw the Little Mermaid, but that was a couple weeks ago. Um. You know, I not for know much of the story and not being my thing. It was really good, you know, live action. So I mean, we uh, we almost went a couple weeks ago because the Little Mermaid, like the Disney version, is was Britney's favorite movie. Like, no question. And she kind of hit it hot about it, and it's like I really want to go. She's and then it's like, oh, maybe we don't go. And then, oh, maybe we'll go. We never went in for it to, to stream. Yeah, I we mean, we went to see 
Spider-Verse, though, which was 10 out of 10. Highly recommend it. 10 out of 10? Don't, huh? uh, don't go if you're not invested, because it is over two and a half hours long. <laughs> How do you feel about really long movies like that in a movie theater? I only want. I really want to go to a theater at this point, depending on what movie it is. Like at this point, I don't know if I want to go to a theater to like watch a comedy, right? Like I want to go somewhere where I want to have like the surround sound, and like I want to see everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, as far as length goes, I mean, it takes you a long time in those chairs. Hmm. Like the the theater shares longer is weren't weren't too bad, but you're still sitting there for over two and a half hours. Like, yeah, because we you, saw you, that you want to get up and you want to get up like stretch your legs, but it's like there's people behind you, so you can't. Right. Yeah, because we saw. I mean, we saw the new Avatar, and that was three hours. You know, so that wasn't bad. So. You know, it's it's weird because they don't have intermissions anymore. I don't know if you remember back in the day, like long movies had intermissions, so before my time. Yeah, I mean it just makes sense. I mean, get a chance to get some snacks and everything, but you know. Yeah, but you know, other it's, it's like a it's like a wrestling show, right, Tom? You know, we uh we some Ring of Honor shows have intermissions. Except for the we've, last we've seen, you know, ones where they insinuate there was an intermission in their back. <laughs> yeah, but of course, the one, uh, my last Ring of Honor show in Milwaukee, I should I should specify, um, didn't have an intermission. I needed one, man, because I had you know I had a couple beers while I was in there, and it, I mean I had to, my eyes were swimming. So that's when Teton landed in my seat, and now he's a you know. Best of super super best of super junior semifinalist. So should have been the winner. Master yeah. Watto. Yeah, we'll see where they go with that. But but will this is a so ring can't of believe I accidentally picked Master Watto. <laughs> That's funny. Um well, your precious points. I mean, I'm probably so far behind I don't even know. So um yeah, so we need some standing. So, Brundon, send us some standing with a chance. So, um, but Will, uh, like I said, this is for all these other shows, but <laughs> um, so actually, shout out to Brundon real quick with his notes. If you did not listen to the Shining Wizards this week, uh, all of those notes for over the top for Tony, uh, were Brundon's. So, shout out to him. I think he covered every man, he did some digging for some of those. Yeah, that was uh, that was some good work. Um, but we do have uh, three questions of dishonor uh, this week. Um, so uh, the first one I'm going to go with here real quick. It's our last question from our first batch from our good friend, Mr. Eric Freeds. Uh, so make sure you're checking out uh, Nattering with E. Hopefully Will and I will be on there probably separately uh, one of these days. So I just need to get my shit together. So that's on me. Um, yeah, I've had it for you. <laughs> Yeah, I, I figured that was going to happen. It only took 77 episodes, but uh, but yeah, his last question was... We've, uh, we got at least 77 more. 
is uh last question from Eric is where is Tadarius Thomas today? Um, and I'm actually going to leave that question till our watch along tomorrow. Uh, so you will have to tune in uh, to two episodes of Ring of Honor Reverie to get that question answered. I know he's still on this planet. He's probably um, to steal Will's line on the, still in the continental United States. Um, but yeah, it seems like he's doing well, although he hasn't posted on his Twitter in about three years. But uh, yeah, so Eric, thanks for the question. So I do need a new batch from you. Uh, but we do have a good question here from our uh, good friend, Mr. UTT Rob. And uh, Will, if you got that in front of you. I do. So Rob at UTT Rob uh, had asked following from our conversation with Vaughn and chatting about uh, gifts like Tim Porter's or like cheeseburger rather. Sorry, I was, I was, Reading ahead and got myself mixed up. Uh, we were talking cheeseburger, and our gimmicks centered around food. Like we've had the Tempura Boys, and we've had Curry Man. He's hot. He's spicy. <laughs> uh, he wants us to. He wants to give three wrestlers tag teams from the 2013 roster these gimmicks. What would they be and why? Oh shit! And a Y too. Um, I really struggle. And real quick, for I, I kind of dig into my answers here, real quick. I do want to shout out um, Rob and Dan's last episode of Untanking the Territory, where they they reviewed uh, Tank Abbott and uh, Vampiro's match from Nitro, um, where I learned that actually Vampiro at one point actually tag teamed with Bob Backlund. Um, Vampiro is a very yeah. interesting. Mo- yeah. That, Things I did not think I would hear in 2023. I mean, I don't know when it was. Uh, but yeah, really fun episode. So shout out to those guys. And I just do want to shout out. Um, not to detract from the topic at hand too much, but have you seen Nail in the Coffin? I have not, and I really should, because I am kind of, being a Lucha Underground mark, I'm definitely kind of a Vampiro guy. Um, that was a very good documentary. It's kind of short, though, isn't it? It's only like 70 minutes. They go through a lot, though. Okay. A lot, a lot. And it goes over a lot of, like, his early career and, like, how he got into wrestling and stuff like that, too. So I thought that was very cool. Yeah, just some random guy from Canada going down to Mexico without speaking any Spanish. So, um, you know, showing a lot of testicular forward to. But I do – I do, and obviously Rob sends in the questions all the time, but I do want to shout out um, Dan's – or Rob's um, tag team partner, uh, Dan Griffin on the Twitter machine, but I know he's had some health issues. So, um, and he put that out there. So this is nothing new, uh, but Dan, I hope you're feeling better. It sounds like things are going, uh, got on a nice upswing. So best of luck with everything. Um, but my, yeah, I really struggle with this cause I'm not the creative type. And for some odd reason, the first thing that popped into my, my mind was Michael Elgin being like a T-bone gimmick. Because he's built, I mean, you could tell a guy, I mean, stakes and weights, you know, to steal from fucking, uh, what was it, Heavy Machinery was the name of their tag team? Otis Nether, dude. Um, but, I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, Michael Elgin probably eats a lot of meat. He's a strong motherfucker. Um, and the other one, and this might be, uh, obviously, for older high-fivers, and Will, I'm not even sure if you know of this product, but I could just see Roddy Strong being Jolt. Caffeine product. Uh, the way he runs around being, you know, a frenetic freak. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. It's really tough to really beat the screaming Sicilian psycho pizza. You know, it wouldn't be a gimmick or anything. Right, so we, right, it's the, the final one, right? Because we had, the other question was like uh, like a celebrity endorsed food. And now we, we want to settle somebody with like a food-based gimmick, which is something that we're going to see them come in like to the ring with or like it's going to be in court now. I was trying something to spice up some of these people that we have that really don't have a lot going themselves right now. Like, not, not I, don't, I want to give Titus another shot gimmick. But he needs a little something. right now feels like he needs a little something to make them, to make them both kind of like stand out. Yeah, I don't. We don't have anything clever or witty. I mean, do we make don't him the? Do we make him the Sriracha Boys? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like they're both tall. They both got long hair. Like oh. Or if we want Matt Craven instead of Matt Taven, and he's he's a stoner now. He's just the he's high on the hoopla. You know what I'm saying? He uh, he's yeah. got to get snacks. But uh, I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, Rob always like his question. The questions are like on a different level. Like you have to be on a different level. Like it's forty <laughs> chess. You know, yeah. we've got. Celebrity endorsed foods. We've got Royal Opera Hall. That was a fun oh, one. I mean, five, we, we came up with a $5,000 idea on that one. I mean, Tony Khan, how the fuck you're not having Mark Briscoe out there reading Shakespeare? I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Um, no, he's tag team with Aubrey Edwards. Wait, what? He was in a tag team match. Faced uh, Jarrett and Mrs. Jarrett. I am so glad I'm doing a Ring of Honor 2013 podcast and not an AEW review podcast. Shout out to our good friends in the Mark Order. Um, right. Shout out to the Mark Order who also ordering and streaming right now. <laughs> yeah. Iraq, we were, I mean, they are live. Um, yeah. And I don't They're mean to. Now. I don't mean to say the Mark Order podcast with very little enthusiasm. It's just I'm not enthused with the AEW product. But all bullshit aside, if you were an AEW Mark, definitely check out the Mark Order. I mean, those. I mean, they're good friends of Will and I's. Yeah. In the real life, and, uh, Critchell, Crunch Long, Kate, Matt still pops in quarterly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and like I said, for some odd reason, like I say, it's not really a gimmick, but like I said, I mean, I was thinking something like CNC Wrestle Factory ice cream for some reason, but I can't think of a good gimmick. Oh, my God. CNC. Cookies and cream. Oh, shit. There we see. That's why we're a team, Will. Cookies and cream, Wrestle Factory. There we go. Fuck your eye, Cobra bars. Cookie wish. There you go. If I it like was it. more modern, we could uh, we could give Jonathan Grash a cookie. Yeah. Well done, Will. Well done. So, 
Um, we yeah. got there. It took a little bit. It took a little, it took a little climbing to get there, but we got there. Yeah. Uh, but Rob, as always, we do appreciate the questions. Um, hopefully we give you satisfactory answers, uh, but keep them coming. But yeah, let's make sure um, you are following all the, all the, all the great shows on, on booking the territory. It's obviously, you know, Rob, Dan, uh, Cy, I'm missing a couple other people on the network and everything, but they're, they're doing good stuff. And obviously they're very big supporters of us. Um, and Rob, your sticker should be in your hand within the next couple weeks. Um, so we shall see, and you might get them before Will gets his. So that's just how all life happens. But, uh, yeah, but we've got one more question, Will. Uh, it is from our OG, uh, question asker, (laughs) um, from the Irish misfit who you will also be able to hear, uh, tomorrow. As Will, Brunner, and I and our our good friend, Mr. Trent Sabiri, have a great watch-along plan for everybody. Uh, but Will, as my phone is charging in the other room, uh, what is Brunner's question? You know, so this week, it's, it's, it's a mid-year check-in. So who's our wrestler, tag team, and match of the year so far? Brennan went with Roy Strong, Red Dragon, Matt, he's tied up between Rocky Shimmery and Jay versus Steen. But he is leaning towards Rocky Shimmery. Um, of course, I mean, you know, Brennan's got to steal two out of my three answers. Um, obviously, Steen and Jay was a great match. But I think that's definitely the moment of the year. I mean, for obvious reasons, um, for sure. Huge deal. Huge catalyst. Yeah. You know, and, and to be honest with you, I mean, like Brennan says, anyone having a better, like, I mean, just consistent fucking banger after fucking banger. I mean, a goddamn banger this week with, I mean, you know, spoiler alert for part of the episode with QT Marshall. Uh, but yeah, Roddy Strong is fucking killing it. Um, for sure, but yeah, I mean that that match with Ishimori is definitely my match of the year uh, for sure. But I'm gonna um, stray away from Red Dragon. Obviously, they're the champions. Obviously, they're doing really, really well. But honestly, um, you know, and we'll see them here. I mean, it's for me, it's uh, Cookies and Cream Wrestle Factory. I mean, CNC is really, and I'm I'm surprised. I thought they kind of were gonna peak there at the end of 2012, but they kept them hot. Um, unfortunately, obviously, they haven't gotten the belts, but, I mean, banger after banger. And, and really, my match of the year besides Roddy and Ishimori, uh, speaking of Cookies and Cream Wrestle Factory, which I think we're going to call them from going forward, uh, and that's no disrespect, by the way, Cedric and Caprice, Will and I, I don't mean to speak for Will, we are humongous we're, fucking fans of both of you. Um, we're not going to keep up, but we're, we're going to get sick of oh, We're just going to go back to CNC and see. We'll see. It's a lot of syllables. Uh, uh, but yeah, that opener of Border Wars, those CNC and fucking now what's called the team called Adrenaline Rush, fucking great match. Um, that might be my match of the year, uh, for sure. So, um, I kind of bullguarded that like I like to do, Will. But, uh, what do you got for me, my friend? Yeah, look at Tom taking two of my three answers. <laughs> well, Br- Brennan took two out of my three. It's almost like we, we host a podcast together or something. So for me, this this year, I feel like it's, it's easy to say. Um, 
so far. Adam Cole's had some too. He's kind of getting muddled into that scum story, though, and that kind of takes some, some points off for me, but it's still very interesting. Like, there's still some interesting stuff happening there. Uh, so I guess for the sake of being different, I'll say... I don't even want to really say I think as far as work output goes, you got to go with... I'd say Roddy Strong or Jay Briscoe. Yeah. I mean, it's been the merry-go-round of Jay Briscoe contenders. I mean, since he's got that belt. He, he whooped everybody's ass. Yeah. I mean, um, and, and they don't have the straps, but it's, it's CNC Wrestle Factory. Like, I think Red Dragon are very entertaining. I think Bobby Finn on commentary is great. Um, but they get hyped up as much as I do when I know it's going to be called Cedric Alexander. Yeah. I mean... My year? Like that opening match with um, that, that you brought up, it was really good, but I don't know. I haven't. I don't feel like we've really had a match where I'm like, oh, this one really knocked my socks off. Hmm. Okay. No, I'm sure we'll get there. I mean, we still have half a year to go. Yeah. You know, maybe you know that we get like a after a, a year. We I go back and look and be like, you know, this one was really good, but. Match nothing, nothing immediately jumped out as like, like really popped for me. Like, so Davy Richards and Paul London could have been that match minus the major mishap. Um, that match definitely had potential, uh, for sure, but obviously, with you know, yeah. Davy Richards stomping on Paul London's face, um, kind of distracted it, but. Yeah, uh, another great, you know, great question from Brundon. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. So, yeah, it's crazy to think, but we are, I mean, we're halfway through the year already almost. Like, time flies. Time like, flies and you're having it's fun. June four, it's June 14th today. I mean, that's just about as half as you're going to get. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this is episode 77. So, I mean, technically 79 will be the halfway point, but. Yeah, and uh, well, as always, uh, you know, Eric and Rob and uh, Brendan, obviously, thank you for the questions uh, this week. Um, but, Will, before we decide, jump into uh, Live and Let Die from Columbus, Ohio, um, do you have any uh, any other thoughts there real quick that you want to share with the High Fivers? Nothing to the show, um, so I say we keep the train rolling. Okay. Um and like I said, I mean, obviously Roddy has been, I mean, Mr. Consistent, but, you know, Cedric's getting a good push here, but we'll talk about that a little bit later here. So, um, but we are in Columbus, Ohio, and I got a text message from Will a couple days ago saying, holy shit, it's really bright in here. Um, Will, what did you think of this setup? I thought it was great. The audio was good. It was well yeah. lit. 
it looked really nice. Yeah, it was like one of those kind of, uh, kind of a spoiler to a to 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 kind of like our, our final wrap up about it. But like my my expectations were set really high in the first half of the show, and a big part was just how it looked. It looked so much better than a lot of the other shows that we've seen. I also referred to In the Heart of Texas a lot. Yeah. So it, it, these are happening like within the same story. Like they're they're being acknowledged that these things have happened. Yeah. Um yeah, it looks like it was in a big event center, like a big like wedding tents or something like that. Uh, the crowd looked pretty good. I think Columbus is a is a pretty a big stronghold for them. You know, because it's it's pretty close to Detroit, and I know Detroit's obviously got a lot of Ring of Honor history. Uh, but yeah, it was it really kind of set the pace pretty good. But yeah, the first half of this pay per view, I mean, we'll talk about it. But um, our first match, a couple of C's, a couple of people we actually just talked about. Uh, but Adam Cole versus uh, Caprice Coleman and Caprice's first uh, singles match uh, since he came back, since him and Cedric signed two years ago. Um, I know because obviously Caprice is coming back from a major injury, which we've never actually um, actually really kind of investigated. So, um, and I don't know, Alyssa, Will, do you, I mean, obviously, yeah, this is more probably a question for Brandon, but I don't know much of Caprice's career pre-Cedric. So that'd be kind of fun to kind of dig in the crates and see, you know, what he did before. Yeah, uh, I've, I've got nothing. My my initial my initial uh, introduction wasn't too long before the team broke. So yeah. Um, but Cream has got. What was that? Sorry. Priest is great. Yeah, um, but Carino's rocking a really sweet yellow suit here. Um, I really did enjoy that, and uh, he's courting Adam Cole pretty hard in this uh, in this match to the point where he's smelling Adam Cole's shirt. That got a got a little awkward, but um, yeah, that was a that the, it was a little weird. Like he gets up, he's clapping when he comes out to the ring, pointing at him. He's like, "You, you, you. yeah." Coleman's like, "The fuck is this?" Like, yeah. Yeah, Cole's like I don't, I don't know. Um, but goddamn, Caprice looked really great in this match. Like I said, we are big fans of the Caprice Coleman, and you know, on the show. Um, yeah, and he's got that really good STO. He calls uh, Caprice calls it the blessed T, uh, STO or the blessed uh, TO. And um, I don't know if you saw, it, but that uh, that second rope springboard he did, where like he sprung off the inside of the t- second rope onto the outside. God damn, that shit was fucking money. Um, yeah, and then, you know, Caprice doing the flat-footed uh, head scissors, but, you know, in the end, um, you know, Adam Cole blocks uh, the Trinity rolling suplexes uh, and gets the Florida key uh, for the win. And in the end, Adam Cole almost, quote-unquote, forgot the code of honor, but came back. Um, great match. Had a fun yeah. opener. I think my takeaway is you can see Adam Cole not do the code of honor. You didn't code of honor with Roger Strong. His last couple of matches, he's been just kind of like walking away from it. But he did come back. He did 
to shake Priest Coleman's hand. Yeah. Um, not the best camera angle because uh, Caprice's shoulders were not anywhere near down on the mat, but that's just us picking nits like we hey, like. To you do, know, so. ref, it's 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 ref's call, right? There's no instant replay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So really fun match, a good opener. You know, unless I got my notes here, I really like the setup of the cool building. Um, accentuates the size, la da da da. Good crowd, but uh, our next match, our uh. Wrestler of the year so far is uh, Roddy Strong versus QT Marshall with no R.D. Evans, though. Um, Thank goodness. Yeah, Roddy is clearly the face. You know, I think his 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 face turn is, is pretty complete. But, I mean, I think there's – is there anybody that wouldn't be a face against QT Marshall? Um. I mean, he's pretty much the ultimate. I mean, and and Primo called it out on commentary. When when did he become a good guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's really funny. Well, I've got that in my notes exactly. So, you know, it, it's a, that's a great question. When when did he? I think it's just his body of work speaks for itself. Obviously, his promos are okay. Um, he's got an awkward one on TV that we'll kind of mention here in a little while, but um. You know, and also Carino does point out that Rye's great at changing gears in a match. Um, probably the best to do it in the, in America, at least. Um, you know, and after, you know, he, he's really accomplished. I mean, he's accomplished everything he can in Ring of Honor. Now he's really just having a good time. He's just going out and putting fucking banger after banger after banger. So, um, And uh, Carino, you know, Carino shines on Tom and Jerry for the first half of the show. Um, he's still here about San Antonio, Tom, like they, they refer back. So he's still like, cause Kevin Hillary's up like how Steve's shirt didn't have to use like, I would beat up all those TV guys. Yeah. He's like, Mark goes lucky. I put him in the mouth with the cord, hit him with chain and said, <laughs> um, also I, I didn't get any traction, but I tweeted it out. Kevin Kelly and Carino said they want to get hashtag ding dong. Trent, yeah. Kevin Kelly said that he ding dong to Wiener. Yeah, I mean, and then see Carino was just like, uh, yeah, Roderick Dong Strong fell on his ding dong. I'm like, oh my god, Carino, what have you been drinking? Um, yeah, go- you know it's goofy and it's fun. And I, I, I was here for it. Like I was, I was riding the wave where it's like, all right, they're having fun. This looks great. The crowd's into it. Like, all in. I mean, I think Mash Mobile, the God's gift elbow. Hmm. Yep. I think that was a that was a ride. I didn't work out to perform, but uh, you know, he tried. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know, and listen, now that Roddy's free from WWF, he's obviously getting a little older. He's got a family, but I would love to see him get one last run in, in Japan. Um, Roddy in the G1, getting to see what he could do. I mean, because he doesn't look, I mean, he looks the same now as he does back then. Yeah, you he's know. not in that Keith Lee agent. Yeah, he's. <laughs> He's drinking the exact opposite of whatever Keith Lee's been drinking. So, um, 
Yeah, and like we talked about with Brennan's question, I mean, Roddy is super consistent um, performances. You know, in the end, uh, Roddy hits a super, uh, superplex, rolls to a pin. Uh, QT reverses it. Roddy hits a knee, uh, goes for rolling elbow, but QT reverses that. Uh, uses momentum to throw him in the air. Uh, but in the end, QT pandering too much of the crowd uh, gets him in trouble as Roddy does the backbreaker into the stronghold for the win. Uh, and then Adam Cole comes up. Um, then Adam Cole comes out to apologize for no code of honor, and in Baltimore, the best man will win again. So we're back to our shocks, Adam Cole. Yeah, this, see, so this is why Adam Cole could be the pick. It's like they don't know what they're gonna do. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, and with that shirt he's wearing as promos too. It's just uh, you know, so we'll see what that match is. But uh, this is where where I stopped my initial viewing, and then I had twenty four hours to mull this over. Uh, but our next match are uh, the aforementioned uh, wrestler of the year, Cedric Alexander versus Davy Richards. Um. You know, it was kind of cool to hear Steve Carino on commentary here because he really put Cedric over fucking huge this whole match. Um, and it wasn't in character like it was oh, Steve Richards. Um, I mean, there was a little bit of that. Like he touched on there's the there's U.S. Davey Richards. And there's, yeah, there's, Canadian. Uh, Canada Davey Richards. Um, and he's not wrong. Um yeah, and now Davies is doing that. Uh, he's doing that Rick Rude leg lock thing now, so that's interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm so I was getting my notes here. Goddamn, these motherfuckers are fucking quick. Um, you know, and just watching this—they're this, both, they're both impeccable, like insanely talented athletes. Yeah, and listen, I just just watching this, I. I need to rededicate myself to my DDP yoga, so I did a little bit today. Um, you know, and then Carino obviously calling back to the stomp on London. Uh, you know, there could have been better camera work here for the false finishes. Um, you know, it's tough to see when you're watching, you know, the guys watch the counts and you can see them talking and everything, but... Um, There's a couple of ones where I thought they might have had it. Now, I was like, are they going to pull the trigger on this? Are going to... Because it wouldn't have been the first time, right? You know, Davey Richards getting pinned by Adam Cole was the big jumping point for Adam Cole. Yeah. Last year. So, the moments where, like, Cedric going to win? That'd, yeah. be, that'd be pretty wild, but, like, is he going to do it? Um, and unfortunately, <laughs> uh, um, did not win uh, an arm bar, right? Uh, it was a sharpshooter. Was it? Yeah. Um, but you I know, just remember kind of selling like the the ribs and the arm after, so yeah. that's why I was I I thought it was some kind of arm. Yeah, that was funny. The whole yeah, Davy goes to lift his arm, but his arm hurts. Think yeah, so yeah, he um, he goes to wherever he like, clutches the the ribs, and Davy's like, oh my bad. Uh, but Davy gets on the mic like he looks. He's future future world champ. He says Cedric Alexander. Well, I'm, he's still young. Yo, yo, Hunter. Yo, Hunter, where's, where's Cedric Alexander? Why is he not on my TV? All. 
the fucking time. Um, you know, and this is definitely one of those matches where I don't have a lot of notes because I was just enthralled. I mean, I love this fucking match, you know, and they, it's, it's cool to see that they really put, I mean, Cedric over here. So they're, they're strapping their, strapping the rock, rockets, uh, the rocket ship to him. So, um, yeah, great match. Go out of your way to watch it for sure. You know, I don't know if it's a match of the year contender, but, uh, yeah, a lot of fun. So, uh, will any comments on there before we get into, uh, our next tag team match. Hashtag ding dong. Hashtag ding dong. At King, at King Carino, at Real Kevin Kelly. Hashtag ding dong. Did you they said they that? wanted it 10 years ago. I did. <sighs> Nothing. Crickets. Yeah. Yeah. Did you do that on I your mean, first? I mean, it's tough. I mean, no, I did it. I did it on the. The branded Twitter. <laughs> Shit. Well, I mean, good. I mean, that's. I mean, that's what it's for. So, um. Yeah. Well. Uh, I mean, it's it's tough. You, you read hashtag ding dong now. You probably think Bailey, right? You think ding dong hello. Oh, was that a stick she did? Not not hit him in the ding ding. Mm. Yeah, where she brought like the giant door and it was, people would, like go through the door. And it was. You're out of the loop, Tom. Yeah, I guess I am. But our next match... Oops, sorry. Um, Our next match, though, is uh, Adrenaline Rush. Uh, This is the first time we've heard them called that versus Red Dragon. So uh, ACH and Tadarius officially have a tag team name now. Um, Did they say how long they had to last before... So obviously, um, you know, proving grounds match is what fifteen minutes. I thought so, but this match seemed almost more than fifteen minutes. Uh, I don't think it was. I mean, the proving ground matches are it's it's if you last fifteen minutes or you beat the champs, you get a title shot. You know, so it's kind of at the disadvantage of the champions. Um, it is, you know. But I do want to shout out our good friends uh, and former guests of. Uh, a few of my shows, but Country Air would be upset with uh, Adrenaline Rush because they did not come out matching gear. You know, also uh, shout to KTG because she'd be upset about that too. Um, but they're talking more about the Steel Cage wa- um, Warfare. So if they lose that match, does Scum disband or is there nothing? I, I don't know. I was super confused, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, but Code of Honor was interesting. Um, you know, they, they did shake hands. You know, it was, you know, a lot of respect there. So, you know, and I did really love the fact that, and they mentioned on commentary, obviously, that uh, Adrenaline Rush was really keeping it on the ground. They were kind of grounding and pounding, uh, kind of using Red Dragon's MO. So, um, but yeah, great storytelling here and uh, showcasing. And uh, Kyle Riley. Is as smooth as fucking silk in that goddamn ring. You know, obviously. Oh, this we, was good. Um, obviously we we've been critical of, of Kyle O'Reilly's you know, uh, promos, but um, <laughs> Bobby Fish took that stunner and sold it like a fucking champ, too. Um. Yeah, uh, but then, you know, Adrenaline Rush is starting to develop as an actual team. 
you know, doing a lot of double team moves that what is it? So ACH has got one guy in the head scissors and Tadarius comes in and kicks him in the face and then ACH flips him over. And then they did that, uh, cutter into the knee thing. That was pretty cool. Um, you know, red dragon was getting pretty vicious. Um, you know, Kyle O'Reilly blocks uh, a kick from Tadarius and then Bobby fish just comes up and sweeps the ankle. Um, chasing the dragon on the floor. Um, I don't know if the Darius botched that flippy thing or a fish hit him. Did you, do you know what spot I'm talking about where he's going to do the, like the handstand over the top rope? Um, but he didn't even get to the ropes. He like slipped. Looks like, I don't know. I feel like I kind of remember that, but I didn't have a with it. my, I'm not a great taker. I've been trying. So I mean, at least wrote, I have results written down. So I at least have like the, the match order and so that, but no, I, I, I very sparse notes for, uh, for sure. Uh, but in the especially end, especially after this match. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the end, ACH goes for the 450 into some knees, a uh, smooth transition into the arm by bar by Kyle O'Reilly for the submission, uh, code of honor at the end, but, uh, you know, fish. And I couldn't tell if Bobby fish was like, John Adam or, or putting him over. So, um, great. Yeah. Another great match. Uh, and then we hit intermission here, uh, in more ways than one. And, uh, I've got more notes on this than I really should. Um, well, it's my not favorite time of this pay-per-view. So here's the part of where I say, Tom, how did you feel that the back half of the show three times? Didn't like it at all. Um, they because c- I fell asleep twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the main event was good. So don't get us wrong, but we got to get there. There's a lot so- and nothing happens between this first match back from intermission. To the yeah. main event. Basically, Truth Martini comes out with a bunch of hoopla hotties, which oh I, my God, I can't believe I can't believe I forgot to put that in my notes. Oh, I geez, texted bro. you about this. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, a very awkward. Why segment. are we asking about his boner? Yeah, and I, I hadn't seen it. So Will texted me on Mondays like. And that was exactly what Will said. So, like, if I don't know what the fuck Will's talking about, I'm like, uh, why are we talking? I figured it was T. Carino. Um, but basically, Truth Martini has Cheeseburger on because he's kissed Maria. And then Truth gets really creepy about um, Maria. You know, he's really proud of sexual assaulters. But, yeah, he asks, And he basically asked Cheeseburger if he got a boner. And... Um, I don't know. He He's says like, I can't of- tell, but then it's like if he does tell, he gets to show. He gets invited to the, the night of hoopla. Yeah. Um. I don't know if Truth can be feeling Mike Bennett now. Um. More words. Uh. That I don't give a fuck. But in the end, uh, they say you know cheese or cheeseburger asks for a kiss, so he takes his pants off, but doesn't actually take them off. Uh. He's waddling across the ring to kiss Scarlet. And then he's speared by Rhino, and we are into our next match. Um, so the thing that you missed out of this is 
the most awkward. Do we want to call it dance? Rosette, sir. I don't know what it was. But we didn't talk about the, the shitty lap dance, if you want to call it a lap dance. Oh, yeah. That he got in the middle of the ring where... I mean, it was Scarlett, but the, this other girl was so uncomfortable. And, there, like, you could tell that, like, she was, like, nowhere near close to touching cheeseburger. I'm like, this is painful. Like, we're eating up valuable time. With yeah. This. It, it, this isn't doing anything for anybody. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say I missed it. I just didn't care. I mean, I, I yeah, I, we probably put spent too much time on this segment as it is, so. The, um, the thing that's, like, it's not comfortable stuff, and it was, like, I don't want to say I appreciated seeing that somebody participating looked uncomfortable, but it's like, look at, like, they, like, she's obviously uncomfortable. This is not a comfortable thing for her to be doing. She's not into it. And we're going to get more of this night of hoopla. We got another, like, month before we get there. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it doesn't go, hopefully it doesn't go too long longer after the night of hoopla, but, well, we'll see. Yeah, the segment was horrible. We probably talk about it too much, um, but we do get Kevin Steen versus Rhino. Um, I did. That's right. Steen continuing his his scum takedown, member by member. You know, I, I uh, not the world's most technical match, um, but I do like Kevin Steen. I thought it was. I thought it was disappointing. Honestly, Tom, I, I I had when this match started. It starts off with, you know, Rhino coming in and goring cheeseburger out of his sweatpants. I'm like, okay, let's get into a second half. Like, you know, I'm feeling good about this first half. Let's keep going. And this match just didn't really do it. It felt kind of slow, felt clunky. Yeah, it was. I got in my notes here, like I said, it really since losing the title, Steen's really kind of like in a weird holding pattern. Um, I did really like his steam, you know, he had a scum shirt, but he crossed the, you know, the scum off and put, you know, or the, he'll like cross the come off and put steam instead. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, somebody isolate that somebody isolate Tom saying, he, the, <laughs> uh, the DHP, yeah, DHP three. If you're listening to this, uh, go ahead. Um, you know, not booked well, lots of questions, uh, you know, and they're talking about the Columbus, you know, Columbus Fox affiliate was one of the biggest complainers about Steam, but isn't he supposed to be a good guy? I yeah, I don't know. Um, in the end, Steam gores Rhino into an F sync uh, for the win, but then Hardy jumps in. Uh, there's some schmazes. He does a twist of fate. Uh, Matt Hardy does the whole, um, you know, throwing the shirt into the crowd gimmick thing. That's starting to catch on. I do like that, where people throw a shirt back. Um, yeah, but now we're kind of going to the scum schmozzy match into match. Because uh, that went into Will right into uh, uh, Matt Hardy versus Mark Briscoe. Before we get into that, do you have uh, anything to add into the, you know, Steen versus Rhino? I did dig the spear into the, the s I did think that was cool. Yeah. Thanks, but it's like you said, Steen's like a holding pattern. So, like, here's the thing. And we're going to get to us with the next, I guess we'll say the next two matches. The scum stories, like, 
we're all burnt out on it. Like, it's not really going anywhere. It's not developing at all. Like, it's not moving. It's like, what are you guys waiting for? And, like, when, like, I want to see what's actually going to start moving along, right? Because nothing's really advanced. Scum up to this point, Ring of Honor at every turn. Nothing changed, though. Yeah. Other than Carino's on commentary. Like, yeah. and they're talking about it's still- not, and like everybody who's involved with Scum anyway is like they're all stuck. Like they nobody can get out of the the it's like a hard pit. Like you stepped in it, you're stuck in it. I mean, we get a, we had a six man after this Matt Hardy Mark Briscoe match, which you know, fair enough. Mark Briscoe talked a lot of shit. In, uh, in Texas last week. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mark's still a national treasure. Um, and this is at the point in the show where I realized that Telephone Guy was back as the announcer. That made me upset. Um, yeah, so they go right into Mark Briscoe versus Matt Hardy. Um, this match just seemed off, too. Obviously, we're big Mark Briscoe fans here, and they just didn't really have good chemistry. Um, yeah, they hit some moves, uh, but in the end, Rhett runs in, but Steen chases him out, and uh, but Jacobs and Con- uh, Compton come out and distract Todd, and then uh, Mark Briscoe gets a um, punch of roll quarters in the mouth for a twist of fate, uh, and then we go into Compton's and Jacobs versus um, BJ Lethal and Elgin. Uh, yeah. And then this was a drag. It was another slogging yeah. six man match between these same six dudes. That we've seen six My takeaway from this were not realizing how tall Cliff Compton was. Yeah. Um, when I got to the end of the match, I'm like, I didn't realize he was that fucking tall. Yeah. I did like in the beginning. I, mean, I don't know how much I was gonna say I don't know how much time you want to spend with them, but the fact that Ends with an tank or an F five or whatever you want to call it. And like that's an interesting wrinkle if they actually earned it, but they haven't. Like that really didn't have any impact on the men being like, oh, well, I guess I didn't know what Cliff Compton's move would have been. So sure, <laughs> he's tall. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I did a. I did like right off the bat that they did that. Uh, the triple suplex thing, and then uh, Team Ring of Honor no sold it. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and then uh, Team Ring of Honor did the thirty second suplex. Like you know, shout out to Michael Elgin. Um, another no rules match. Uh, the camera work on this was kind of funky because there's people all over the all over the arena, but they only had one camera. Um, I did like the line Kevin Kelly says Carino's sweating like a musician writing a check. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Um, some fans tell Carino to shower and he retorts, have another drink and drive home. Um, you know, and then of course they don't even have a feed for Kevin Kelly. So Kevin Kelly doesn't know what the fuck's going on. And you know, um, you know, there's action all over the place. Uh, you know, at the end, Lethal and Jacobs did have a fun exchange. That was like the highlight. But like you said, Jacobs hits an F-Sank F and on Lethal for the win. 
Um, and then Kevin Kelly says, not over. You know, no, like, Com- Compton hits the F-Sync. Oh, did he? And Lethal got the pin. Compton right? hit the F-Sync. Oh. Uh, Jake's hit the cutter on him right before. Oh, Shelsey, I was, I was, I was kind of over it at this point. I'm not going to lie. Tom, I already told you, I fell asleep watching those two matches. So, so the, the Hardy, Mark Briscoe, and then the six-man, I fell asleep twice. So I had to watch it technically three times. Oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> Um, and it was harder to stay awake each time. Yeah, it's uh, like they've lost me. They they haven't earned like nothing's happening. I'm not invested in this at all. Unless whatever. somebody brings a unless somebody brings like a literal gun to the ring. <laughs> well, let's not push it there. So I mean, um, but yeah, do you have any idea what the steel cage warfare thing is? I'm just confused. No. Okay. Um, but like Will said, I mean, not to be remiss, we did have a super solid um, main event. So it was Eddie Edwards, um, you know, the the merry-go-round of opponents for no apparent reason uh, for Jay Briscoe continues. Obviously, Eddie Edwards and Jay Briscoe have great chemistry because they've wrestled, you know, tag team matches before. Um and we've talked about we may not like Eddie Edwards for certain reasons, but one thing we will always say is that motherfucker can take a beating. He's a great wrestler. He just he just has no personality. Yeah. Um. He's he's another white guy from Boston. I'm like. Okay. Yeah. Um. But Bobby Fish is on commentary. You know, and they do bring up the interesting dichotomy that, you know, that Fish and Edwards are tag team partners in Japan, uh, but they're kind of enemies here. But obviously, it's the whole, you know, Davy Richards thing, you know, and obviously, Eddie Edwards is wrestling for the Boston Bomber people. Um, yeah, and they said if Eddie Edwards won the championship here, he'd be the only second person to be repeat as champion. That can't be right, is it? I mean, it could be. I mean, it was, anybody winning that belt more than once was always considered a big deal. So, yeah, I think uh, I'm gonna look that'd that be up. Correct. I'm curious. That's crazy to think. Um, Jesus fucking Christ, people! Can you drive fast enough? Sorry, high fivers. I kind of live on a, a busier street, and yeah, um, yeah. While I'm looking this up here, will um, any thoughts on this match? I mean, it sounds like broken record. This was you know, it was a great match. I mean, it, like I said, two guys of great comment or great uh, chemistry. Bobby Fish on commentary really helped emphasize what needed to be emphasized you know no no uh no chance i thought eddie edwards was going to win obviously but kind of on that note you know you said like the merry-go-round of opponents for no reason do you would you rather have it set up like this where there's just challengers assigned or the more like kind of traditional WWE way where they pick somebody and they feud for like three months and then they have the match. I don't hate that there's challengers already assigned, 
but you do kind of lose that like ah oh, maybe there's a chance it's like i didn't think eddie edwards was gonna win the title at a house show yeah God it's really damn. good though yeah you know lots of great offense holy shit yeah eddie edwards would be the second person to be a two-time Ring of Honor World Champion to this point. Holy fuck. Was Davey Richards the first? No, Davey Richards just held it that one time we had it. So is it like is it like a punk? Nope. CM Punk actually um he only had it for fifty five days. Lost it to James Gibson, ironically enough. Uh Who? yeah. Uh, James, James, right? Um, James Gibson, somebody. Um, do you want me to tell you, or you want to guess? It's somebody that's not very popular in the world right now. Not popular in the world right now. Um. Hmm. Wow, this shocks me. And it was six years apart, or it was five years apart. I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, I think because like Brian Danielson had it for 462 days, you know, Samoa Joe had it for 645, you know, um, what was it, like Necro Butcher? No, no. Somebody huge in Ring of Honor history, um, from Wisconsin, actually. From Wisconsin, huh? Yeah, he's also a vegetarian. He's actually got some good recipes on DDP Yoga's recipes uh, app. Um, but while Will's thinking about that, um, you know, good action. Uh, these two have great chemistry uh, from the thousands of tag team matches. Um, oh, I do love, let's say they were fighting on the outside. And I don't know why, but they both went into the ring at like 19. But I just kind of like how they did it. Like they both kind of looked at each other and like, oh, shit, we got to run in there. I thought that was kind of fun. Um they're kicking each other in the face. I mean, listen, I, I mean, Eddie Edwards is a great wrestler. Uh, and this harkens back to one of Brundon's old questions of dishonor. But I really love that slide through, trip him, and grab the one-legged crab submission. It's just simple, but super fucking effective. I really like that. Um, yeah, and then they, they beat the piss out of each other. A lot of great combos of punches and elbows. Uh, but then... You know, uh, Jay hits the J-Driller for the ending. You know, in the end, uh, Fish is very complimentary, so we both got brass balls. Uh, we got a code of honor, and then Steve Carino and Scum show up, say words. Uh, they drop the R-bomb. Uh, Mark, uh, Steel Cage Warfare, and there's no sign of Jimmy Rave. Um, so, yeah, a gr- uh, you know, a super solid main event ended in a very shitty way. So, I'm still trying to piece together who is the first two time Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, and the rings are five years apart, too. So, kudos to Ring of Honor for really making this belt super, um, obviously important. You know, I I didn't look Hmm. past 2013 for any other. Because I know we got spoilers coming out and everything, so can I can I get a hint? Uh, they're one of their main tag team partners and rivals is the first inaugural WWF, um, whatever championship 
that that person just won in Saudi Arabia. Talking about Seth Rollins, by the way. Was it Austin Aries? Yep. Austin Aries, yeah. two-time heavyweight champ. Lost the championship to CM Punk on June 18th, 2005, and then won it back from Jerry Lynn on June 13th, 2009. So, okay, four almost four years of the date apart. And when he lost it, was that like the summer of punk thing when punk won the belt and then had it for. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Cause punk only, he only had the belt. He had it for 55 days. Which I mean, at the time that was probably a big deal. Oh, was, James, was... James, oh I'm sorry. James Gibson is probably better known as Jamie Noble, by the way. Oh, they didn't kind of sound familiar, but like, oh, oh, Jamie Noble trailer hitch. Yeah. Um. Wow, that's crazy. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna close this because I don't want to get any more spoilers because there's some shit coming up. But uh, yeah, Austin Aries. But yeah, so Eddie, Ed, I, that really kind of shocked. That's really impressive. And in 11 years, they've only had one person repeat. Um. But uh, will before we put a tie, uh, put a bowl on this. Any thoughts on uh, liver let die from Columbus, Ohio? Watch the first half of it. it. The first half of it was really good. Great. You don't really, you don't, you don't really need to watch the second half. No, it's weird. You know, and- listen, it looks great. Like it's it's a treat visually and sound wise. Like the audio was good. Yeah, the announcer was a little. I mean, that audio was a little shitty, but we're picking nits here. But I mean, compared to you know what we we've seen out of Ring of Honor, um, yeah, I mean, all in all, you know, and like I said, we always usually talk about this TV. But Will, if this is like randomly, like you saw this DVD, um, you know, at a friend's house and you watch this whole event, would you tune into Ring of Honor going forward? I mean, maybe, I mean, like, you you read the back, like, if we're looking at the back of the box, like, if we're just looking strictly at the match card, you'd look at this and be like, you know what? This should be a hell of a card. You got a lot of people who are just great athletes, you know, like, like I said, when they, when it said, it's like, oh, it's going to be Steen versus Rhino. Like, my expectations were way up here. Mm-hmm. And the match didn't deliver. So, and it's like, Eh. And then the scum versus the scum six man have been like, eh, that's obviously the piss break match. So people can go buy whatever merch they want to buy. They can get another drink, get another hot dog. And yeah. whatever. Well, I, think, I think they had an actual intermission. And then you come out of that intermission with Truth Martini. I'm like, I don't even want to talk about that segment anymore. I was really upset. It uh, this was a letdown. I I was I was feeling really good about it. I'm like, wow, this, you know, because we've. I don't want to be too negative, but we've. It's been kind of, so so lately. Yeah, they're maintaining. Well, it, it's tough when I mean the the major storyline going through your whole show sucks. There's right. no other. Way said, there's, 
it's not it hasn't progressed from where it was to like two months ago. No. Well, the only thing that's different is there's no Jimmy Rave. Like you pointed out last week, was where's he been? Not you mentioned. I forgot Jimmy Ray was even in scum for a week and a half. Which is a shame because you'd really like to see that guy do some more shit because the guy was super talented. You know, so. Um, yeah, this, I mean, I like Will said like five times, but this pay-per-view is really the, sh- the tale of two different pay-per-views. Um, you know, they could have spaced it out differently, but they like these scum matches running into each other. So I guess why that's why they couldn't do it that way. Um, I don't know. I, I'd be intrigued by some stuff. So definitely not steel cage warfare, but uh, um, yeah, definitely this pay-per-view is very, very mid. Um, and Will listed, uh, it's up to you. Listen, I know you did not watch like is- the- oh, sorry. Is Steel Cage Warfare, because I feel like there was something on TV a couple weeks ago where they were talking about having another Scum versus Ring of Honor match, right? Yeah. So that's what that is, but like, they really haven't brought it up. They, it hasn't been built upon. It hasn't been built to. So now it's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Have Scum's going to wrestle Jay Lethal and Michael Elgin again. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, for stake. So this time, Steve Carino's going to be the booker. Um, I, I don't know. Um, the Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh. We cry. We interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling. And we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday night on all social media platforms. And we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. What's up, folks? It's your boy, the Impact Player, Mr. Philly Ray, inviting all of you to check out the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we cover all things current in the world of pro wrestling, as well as paying homage to the old school, the squared circle. So listen in and find out why we are the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. Find us on all social media platforms and anywhere you get your podcast from. And as always, we are the proudest members of the Shining Wizards Network and Rant Entertainment Media. The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps.
Got 30 minutes to kill? Come check out 30 Screams or Less, where we review a horror movie in 30 minutes or less. We cover new movies and old ones, too. We'll give our honest thoughts on the movie, good or shit, as well as a rating of each one that we watch. New episodes weekly, available on the Shining Wizards Network and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. Come check us out at 30 Screams or Less. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast, or playing in punk bands, or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums, then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. If you like your music heavy, then check out Radioactive Metal on the Shining Wizards Network. For over 16 years now, Radioactive Metal has been one of the longest-running podcasts. Over the years, we've interviewed some legendary metal acts, had some awesome discussions, and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes. So join your cool Uncle Snowy and his co-host Aaron for the audio mosh pit that is Radioactive Metal here on the Shining Wizards Network. Are you tired of being lied to every day by the mainstream media? Do you want to know what's really going on in the world? Do you want to make up your own mind about things and not be told what to think or say? Then listen to Inconclusive Breakdown, a weekly anti-PC look at the world of entertainment and current events brought to you without censorship or filters. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts, BitChute, and on ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. And also, we're a proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. But we did have TV here, Will, and um, I know you did not watch it, which I, I highly, highly recommended that you didn't, um, being the good co-host person. Um, do you want to stick on while I talk about this, or um, there's really so no- it? So what did it give us besides it gave us matches from uh, the show that was in Virginia, Virginia that we talked about what was that, like, weeks three ago. weeks ago? Yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah, so basically started off with highlights from, uh, and this was nice. It was just, and they could have done this for the whole fuck, all the matches, but they oh, did is, high- this, is this the Relentless show? Is that what which show it was? Uh, is that the one that was in Virginia? Maybe. Right, because we talked about Slayer Repentless, and I said it's a shitty album. <laughs> Fight me. Um, so we, we, I, I watched as far as the opening because you said it's a Road Rage episode, and we don't have the ability to watch on twice speed, so it's like, all right. It opens with Carino. It's like, you know, it's a Road Rage edition. So usually you get Road Rage episodes for the pay-per-views. They, like, they're big pay-per-views. Yeah. So now we're going to get Road Rage episodes for these house shows. Because obviously they want to shuck and sell those iPay-per-views and DVDs. But it's like, Why? <laughs> you know, and and it's tough. Like I said, I mean, you could understand. Well, I mean, I could understand kind of why they're doing it, but for you know, they're they're trying to grow their fan base. You know, they're not 
putting it seems like TV is not for people that are watching weekly, if that makes sense, in a weird way. Um like and I don't know if it's just because of like how their shows were laid out because we've had so many like i pay-per-view shows lately like we had four in a row four in a row so it's like that's a lot of i pay-per-view like they're yeah it's like is it just because they haven't stopped and done tv tapings again like and they just don't have anything to show but it's like we talked about before they have matches that we don't see they do have dark matches at these things so that we aren't yeah, privy to so it's like why not give us some of those dark matches yeah like last year um, well I mean our, our future guest Mr. Trent and I were talking and he looked on cage match and uh, Del Generico had five Ring of Honor matches last year and we only saw two of them yeah you know it's just like I mean so there's well it, it's funny you mentioned that I'll kind of skip ahead uh, but at one point Mark Briscoe does announce that next week is all about the Briscoes. So, yeah, it's not even fresh content next week either. Um, you know, but we do get the TV tapings after Best in the World, um, which is cool. I mean, I could watch the Briscoes all fucking day, you know, and I have. Um, but, yeah, they, they just, uh, you know, real quick as the highlights of his uh, lethal CNC rest, uh, cookies and cream wrestle factory. Uh, versus Taven and Red Dragon. Uh, basically, we're Cedric pin Kyle O'Reilly. So he did pin one half of the tag team champions. Uh, and then, like Will talked about, Carino's on the stick. Um, and basically, he's inserted Jimmy Jacobs into now it's a three way for the TV belt. And um, he's inserted Rhett, uh, Rhett and Compton into the tag team championship match. So now that's a, a three way. Um, Matt Hardy's going to take on Jay in Baltimore um, after Best in the World, and then there's Steel Carriage World for and if Scum wins, Carino is the booker, blah, blah, blah. Um, then they show the Steen and Jacobs match, you know, where, you know, they start off and Jimmy Jacobs got disqualified for choking Kevin Steen, but then Kevin Steen's up and awake 30 seconds later, wants an ODQ match. Um, you know, and then they've got that jerk off in the in the crowd that I that I met before screaming for tables. So fuck that guy. Uh, in the end, Jimmy Jacobs grabs the barricade like we talked about. You know, and slams Steen on it. Uh, tries to decapitate Steen with a chair, but he blocks it. Uh, gets package pile driver on the barricade for the win. You know, and then Mark announces that next week is um, all about them boys. And then we got the main event of Jay and BJ Whitmer. Obviously, this is a hard-hitting match. Uh, Mark on commentary, you know, and if this is your first episode of Ring of Honor Reverie, um, go, if you'd really want to hear about this, this is all stuff Will and I covered. Um, not trying to go through this super quick, but it is what it is. Um, this match was a great example, you know, the high, uh, or the main event of two friends and what they'll do to each other, you know, and that goddamn table spot, you know, from BJ Whitmer, and then they kept going you know, unless that was a work and he really wasn't hurt. I don't know. Um, did show how tough he was. And I did like that. Uh, but he kicked out of a J drawer after being dropped on his head. Still don't like that. Um, but he tapped out or he passed out, but he didn't tap out. And then we get some scum fuckery at the end. Um, but real quick, Will, uh, they did highlight what's going to go on at best of the world. So we do a three-way dance. 
Um, you know, for the TV titles, and then we get a little promo of Scarlett talking about taking her pants off. I don't give a flying fuck. Um, Roddy versus Cole. Um, this is where there's a really bad edit here, Will. Roddy says he sees a lot of Adam Cole in him, and then they stopped it right there. I'm like, that's a really bad edit. You might want to do that a little better. Um, I still hate Adam Cole's shirt. Uh, we are get the American Wolves versus Adrenaline Rush. Excited for that. Uh, Elgin and Champa, I'm also excited for that. And now it's Rat and Compton versus CNC and Red Dragon. Uh, Steen versus Hardy. Um, Kevin Steen tells Matt Hardy that he's not stronger than death or a broken neck. And then it's Matt and Jay and Sandy Fork is going to be there. Uh, so that's our best in the world. Uh, so that is a recap of uh, TV real quick. Um, like I said, this is your first, your first, uh, what the fuck is that? Holy shit, Smokus. Kill it. There's a huge bug flying in our room, Will. Um, yeah, that's our my recap of TV. Listen, I, I don't mean to short chain. Good job, Smokus. No, so if, if people are, are tuning in for the first time, um, like we kind of ran through like what a proving ground match is. And if you're watching the the current Ring of Honor, you know what a proving ground match is. We just had one uh, last week. Uh, there was a proving ground match, but the Road Rage episodes are generally to help fill the gap in TV between tapings, and they usually show a handful of matches and highlights from whatever pay per view they just had. Yeah. So the fact that we're getting this for a for a live event. Um, not dissimilar from Live and Let Die that we covered um, in this episode. So it's not even like, to quote Ready to Rumble, it's not even a pay-per-view, right? But it is. It's yeah. an eye-pay-per-view. It's something they're going to want to sell DVDs for whatever, So, but it's not like a big show. It's not one that they like hype up a lot on TV, like, hey, the show's coming. Like this is a show that we say, "Hey, we're coming to your town. Here's what. Sh- here's the show. Hope you come out." And I mean, they are on tour, so I don't know if they're trying to sell like tickets for, you know, house shows or anything. Because I mean, they do have another Milwaukee show, but we don't have it. Um, we've got the bullshit House of Hoopla. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to discount. Take your pants off. Take your pants off. It's- I actually don't hate the theme song. I just hate the words. But I hate it. Um, I mean, honestly, Will. I mean, if this is my first episode of Ring of Honor, I don't know if this package would have sold me on buying a DVD or buying a ticket for a live show. Maybe it's just because I'm bitter at this point, so I'm not really sure. So, if I was trying to convince somebody to tune into Ring of Honor, this would not be the way. Yeah. Because when I'm pretty sure I brought this up before, but when Ring of Honor first came to like Nesson or whatever up here, like our Boston Sports, whatever have you channel, I tried to get my buddy to watch it. And he watched it. He's like, I feel, he's like, I feel like they're referring to all this stuff I don't know what's about. And he's like, they just expect me to know stuff. So it's like, if I'm trying to get somebody interested in a product, like I don't think what we're given with this road rage episode is really going to be a good example to really bring people in. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I don't know. I'd almost be more inclined to bring up a fighting February. Uh, it wasn't that bad. The first week of fighting February was really good. Really good. Was it Bennett and Lethal? That first weekend's like, damn, this was really good. And yeah. the rest of February was awful. <laughs> yeah. See, kind of a bummer. Like I said, it, it's some highs and some lows. Was very excited with the start of how live with how live and let die started. Um, you know, if you if you're a fan, like if you haven't seen it. I'd say sure it's worth watching. Like it's not the worst show that we watch. It's about two and a half hours long. It doesn't really drag until you hit kind of like that last, you want to call it like a third or whatever. So I mean, if you haven't watched it, maybe you want to watch it. Like I said, you know, the first half great matches main event was good. It's just that there's some stuff in the middle that just made it really hard to get through. Yeah, 100%. So, so, yeah, I mean, it was fun while it lasted, I guess. So, but uh, we do have a good pay per view coming up here, so that should be interesting. So, um, but yeah, it looks like next week, uh, will we, we just have TV? So, there's that. Um, yeah, and it's going to be uh, all about the Briscoes, so should be interesting. So, well, uh, besides that, Will, is there anything else you want to before we pull this train into the the proverbial station here? All right. So, I mean, if we're we're pulling the station, we'd be remiss if we did not thank everyone for tuning in. If we didn't thank uh, the Shining Wizards network of podcasts for bringing us aboard and us being a part of that for thinking visionaries, global media, you know, kind of our home since day one, uh, great lineup of shows. You're hearing a lot of the personalities, um, you know, we've had on diesel, we've had on Beaumont, um, Chad's coming you know, on next great, week. Chad will be on next week, you know, great collection of shows, uh, again, largely wrestling based, but you know, but we got some other stuff peppered in there too. I really liked the interview that Beaumont did with um, the the the, uh, the 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 Walds or however you pronounce their last name from the X Men cartoon. Like that was a really yes. cool interview, and I really enjoyed it. I'm like, wow, I'm learning a lot. And again, you listen to an interview where people are excited about what they're talking about, and those guys were really excited about talking like about the X Men. Like and like, I got way more out of that than I thought I was gonna get. Yeah, that was not a really because good I didn't, not because I didn't think they were like gonna like. I know that I thought like the Brainbuster Boys weren't gonna be like good interviewers or whatever. But it's like you never know when somebody like from something like as big as that was like you don't know what how ahead of time like what kind of like guests they're gonna be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were awesome. Like, comic book couples counseling are talking about invincible right now. It's kind of like their main line of episodes and they got it. They got Robert Kirkman on and dude doing the media around. So I can't, he sounded kind of tired and he sounded kind of like, Oh yeah, you know, cool new stuff. But it's like, these people were like 
sharing Stan Lee stories and talking about like working with the studio and working with Stan Lee and working with the voice actors. And it's like, I learned so much. Like I, again, not to say I didn't believe in them, but it's like, I got way more than I expected I was going to get. Nice. Um, yeah. And so I can't, check- I can't believe that was episode 29. I, I we had to we had to go I had to scroll back a ways to to find that episode. <laughs> yeah, I was like, holy shit! Um, you know, I'm not gonna tell you that I was with the Brainbuster Boys since day one, but I mean, I've been the Brain with the Brainbuster Boys since about day nine. So I just can't. I mean, that's you know, and that was mid to 2020. So I was like, that was 20. Uh. So yeah, that's awesome. Well, I'm glad you went back and listened to that. So I, I definitely highly recommend it. I'll see if I can track down a link for that. Maybe I'll throw it in the episode notes, or probably should have did it in our last week's episode. But um, I also probably should have yeah. did a commercial break for you know that too. So yeah, we we didn't take our intermission where we throw in commercials. So plenty of great shows on the Wizards Network. Um, my initial plan was to wear my new Wizards Network T-shirt tonight, mm. but I wore it to the gym the other day instead uh you know and we've put them over the wizards podcast they have a discord it's free to join you can hang out with me and tom and a bunch of other great people uh kate from fightful's there uh, yeah sometimes um but sometimes I mean, a lot- she, she she pops in every now and then but you know brendan's very active uh, our friend mike peterson who we've had on the show david Freeds. bauer eric freeds um Mark Order podcast. We put them over there. They're probably just getting done talking about their pre-show. You know, they'll <laughs> they'll get to the actual actual dynamite soon. Um, Even though they've been recording you know, for an hour and a half. And again, like every again, not all wrestling. We got thirty screams or less. Matt put them over. My friends, uh, Steve and Corey, talking horror movies, thirty minutes or less or more, because lately it's been more and more, but. Still, you know, it's short, gets you through. Turnbuckle yeah. throwbacks, you know, Phil, I'd say you know where I live, but, you know, you, you probably don't. It's fine. Um, I do <laughs> want to put over the latest episode of Turnbuckle throwbacks. Um, I do not agree with Will with the, um, him. And, uh, well, you met Mickey. Mickey was with us when we were at uh, um, the Rumble of 44th Street. Uh, but he was on with Phil uh, this week, and they were talking about. Uh, well, I oh shit, I did, I even put it in my notes. Uh, the Iron Sheik. Okay, well, I did a preamble. Iron Sheik, thank you for all you did. Um, but they did, you know, some stuff with the Iron Sheik. But a great review of King of the Ring, nineteen ninety three. What a fucking stack card that was. They got Bret Hart versus Mister Perfect. Um, two of them in their prime. So I want to show Phil real quick. So, yeah, that, that sounds like a match for Marks, if you ask me. Yeah, that would have been a smart Mark Heaven match right there. Mr. Perfect and Bret Hart. Yep. And I, I I'm here for it. So. Um, but it was also actually the last time Hulk Hogan appeared for the WWF for nine years. Oh, what a shame. Um, yeah, because in the I'm, immortal words of the Iron Sheik himself, fuck the Hulk Hogan. Yeah, uh, but yeah, a lot of great shows on uh, the Shining Wizards Network. I will get an advertisement. I just forgot to put it in. Um, I'll break us up here somewhere. And obviously, check out all, um, like Will mentioned, all the great shows on Visionaries Global Media. Hopefully, we can get a, um, a block. I just want to shout out Graham real quick. Thank you for your help. 
uh, with uh, some deliveries. All that's I'm going to say right now, but good cop, bad cop. But uh, the aforementioned Brain Buster boys, uh, you can also hear your boy High Five Tom uh, make a special appearance on the Phoenix Splash, Phoenix Splash podcast, which is Brett from the Brain Buster boys, former guest and future guest on our show, JCB. And uh, make sure you do check out Band from Ringside. Um, I know Chad and Matt and uh, their posse are doing Dungeons and Junkies. I know that was something you were looking forward to, Will. So, um, and uh, your 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 Midwestern Wrestling Roundup—that's on uh, VGM too, right? Yeah, I don't think I've ever actually plugged that, but yeah. Um, not to suck my own dick. Well, it's, we it's like it's it's like wearing your own T-shirt, right? It's like, Dan, do you really want to wear your own T-shirt? No, but here I am. I'll plug the other show you do. The uh, or as Hush Shiny Wizards Matt calls it, the the Midwest Wrestling Show or whatever. <laughs> Um, but I do uh, a couple weeks ago, we, me and my buddy, Josh, uh, also former guest of the show, um, future guest of ring of honor ever, hopefully did it, had a great conversation, uh, with Midwest legend, Jason Dukes. Uh, and we started the conversation off with a, a great anecdote where the customer <laughs> told the local promoter, uh, he was going to sue Warner brothers cause, uh, Bugs Bunny came out, uh, to wrestle the crusher on TV. So a uh, great anecdote, great conversation, well over two hours. Learned a lot, could have gone six more. Um, but thank you, Will. I don't even put over my own show. So, yeah. And, you know, follow us. We we're, we still only have the Twitter, so make sure you're following at – I mean, odds are if you're listening, you've, you've already gone at least that far. So, at ROH Revelry. Um, <laughs> we're working on being better about making kind of regular content and make sure that we're we're updating like new episodes and stuff like that. Is it a little shit posty still? Yeah, maybe a little, but you know, it's 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 what it's for. That's what Twitter is for. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully we do get a Facebook. Uh we'll be in charge of the Instagram. I just logged in on my Instagram for the first time in like three weeks. We do have a well, yeah. But yeah. That's all and I Tom's got. Tom's got stickers, so if you want a sticker Hit up uh, either at High Five Tom on Twitter or the Ring of Honor Revelry Twitter page, and uh, Tom said he'll he'll get you stickers anywhere yep. in the world. Any anywhere in the world, I do have about thirty of them on their way to the Great Britain and Scotland as we speak. Um, so that's that's not a gimmick. So um, yes, we stole that from the Mark Order. Uh, but also any uh, guests or you know anyone listening, if you want to be a guest spot on here. We'll find a room for you. I mean, you're more than welcome. Uh, we'd love to have anybody on to do some collaborations and everything. So, oh, we forgot to mention the broadcast. Yeah, it's it's, it's filled with a K. Those guys are hilarious. So, um, but will it's getting late? Probably should pull this transit station. But uh, you're telling me. <laughs> um, yeah, as you're an hour ahead of me, but you know, tomorrow is breakfast with dad, so I gotta get up early. So. Uh, but Will, for a pull a train to the station, anything else? No, Tom, as always, thank you. You you do all the hard work. I show up and look pretty. That's true. You, know? you definitely do look pretty. I got, you, these people can't see you. I got, you know, I got a fresh cut. First haircut that I've paid for in uh, like six years. I was going to say your hair looks really nice, Will, but I, I forgot to mention that earlier. Thank you. Thank you. I got a. Went to a nice little barbershop across the street. They got a they got a, a shop dog. His name's Winston. He's a big bulldog, and he couldn't give two fucks about people being in there. He just slept the whole time. That's awesome. loud as fuck. 
Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, thanks for listening, Tom. Thanks for doing the work. Thanks VGM. Thanks Wizards Network. And uh, thank you to everybody who has tuned in so far. And, and if you're going back through the archives, I I don't know why you're going back this far. Just keep going. Hopefully, hopefully we get better and we get some better <laughs> Ring of Honor in the future. Yeah, no kidding. So this this pay per view looks fun. So uh, we got some fun guests coming up and some bonus content. So all right, everyone, see you next week. Uh, tune in, tune out. Uh, you know, make sure you hit smash that download button, press play, and uh, enjoy the. You know, make sure. Or, yeah, that's all I got. See everybody later. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale.